This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi and welcome to ST Health Check. I'm Joyce Teo, a senior health correspondent with The Straits Times. In this episode, we will look at the often underestimated risk of cardiovascular disease in women and how the symptoms of this disease can differ in women. Women are more likely to exhibit atypical symptoms of heart disease compared to men, and therefore they are more likely to dismiss these symptoms and less likely to see a doctor, potentially causing delays in diagnosis and treatment. So in a global report published in Meet May, clinicians called for urgent action to combat cardiovascular disease in women. This disease is responsible for 35% of deaths in women yearly, yet it remains underdiagnosed and undertreated. So the first ever global report was published in the prestigious medical journal The Lancet. One of the 17 experts behind the Lancet Women in Cardiovascular Disease Commission is from Singapore. She's Dr. Carolyn Lam, a senior consultant at the Department of Cardiology and the Director of Women's Heart Health at the National Heart Centre, Singapore. Hi Dr. Lam, thanks for coming on Health Check. Thanks for having me. So you're a part of this all-female-led Lancet Commission report that aims to reduce the global burden of cardiovascular disease in women. Tell us about the importance of this report and how big a problem is cardiovascular disease in Singapore? Oh, happily. All right. So we've known for many years that cardiovascular disease, which is heart disease and stroke, is the leading cause of death among women around the world. And when I say that, it means that one in three of us will die of heart disease and stroke. So that's a big proportion. So we've known that for some time, and we've been trying to get women and the public and everyone else a bit more aware of this. And indeed, we have moved the needle a little bit over the last 30 years, where the age-standardized death rate from heart disease and stroke has declined among women around the world. However... And this is the focus of this commission. The majority of this decline is limited to countries with a high social demographic index. And in fact, in countries with a low social demographic index, the highest cardiovascular disease death rates have shifted from men to women. And in the more recent years, instead of a nice trend of going downwards with the death rate, we've actually seen it start to tick upwards in big countries, uh, developed countries like the United States. So this is an alarming trend, like, oh, have we lost our track here? Um, And I think one of the most important things that we've noticed as well is that there has been a trend to a rise in heart attacks in younger women documented in the last decades. So in summary, we really needed to come together as a global team to put the spotlight on heart disease and stroke in women because it remains understudied, under-recognized, under-diagnosed, and even under-treated globally. And we're seeing that Things are not getting better, in fact, getting worse in some populations like the socioeconomically deprived populations, like younger women. And so there's a need to change the face of cardiovascular disease in women. You know, it's no longer just older, predominantly, you know, white women in foreign Western countries, but to actually really start to recognize it could be younger and it could be in the minority ethnicities where, in fact, it's getting worse. Right. And you mentioned younger. These are how old would they be? 
Uh, okay, so we must understand that people will say elderly means 65 or older. So here mm. when we say young, we mean women who are less than 55 years old. That may not sound young, but it is young um, for a woman under 55 or even before menopause to have a heart attack and to suffer these very bad consequences of it. Not only do we actually have data showing that there's an increase in hospitalizations for heart attacks among women less than 55, we're also showing that at the same time, these are the women who are least likely to know that they are at risk. They're the women who, for example, are going to their gynecologist to check their breasts all the time for breast cancer, not realizing that the death rate from breast cancer is actually only a tenth, a tenth of the death rate from heart disease and stroke among us women. So we, we tend to not even are aware that we're at risk, which is a huge, huge message to get out. Right. And you mentioned a tenth. That's in Singapore or is that a worldwide statistic? It's worldwide. I see. Right. So why are younger women getting it then? Because I understand that, you know, menopause actually, you know, increase the risk, right, for cardiovascular disease in women. Yeah, it it definitely is and continues to be an important risk factor that women must pay attention to. But it's again related to those, you know, increasing prevalence of our lifestyle diseases like obesity, like diabetes. It's very, very important. We have evidence that diabetes actually impacts women more than men. And so a woman who gets diabetes increases her risk of cardiovascular disease more than a man who gets diabetes. So it's, it's very, very important that we pay attention to our weight, um, our blood sugar, and that we also remain physically active. These are very important uh, risk factors. I see. So what, what kind of, I mean, these younger women who, you know, they have cardiovascular disease, right? I mean, what kind of um, other conditions do they usually have? Okay, so the risk factors that are very highly prevalent, uh, top among which is hypertension, so high blood pressure. I mean, I wish I could ask every woman listening now, do you know your blood pressure? Joyce, I won't put you on the spot, but, <laughs> you know, we're supposed to, right? In fact, what mm. we do as women is you know, if, if you're, you're married and have an older husband, you kind of chase your husband to go and check his blood pressure, but you don't check your own. Yeah, but mm. we should. We should be knowing our own blood pressure. We should know our own cholesterol levels, our own blood sugar level. It's not only, by the way, about looks and about looking skinny. Um, you, you can be skinny and have high cholesterol and have diabetes, for example. So these, these are important risk factors. But I also want to touch on something that is always neglected. There are actually sex-specific risk factors. In other words, things that you look for in a woman that puts her at risk of heart disease and stroke that you wouldn't look for in a man. Let me wow. tell you about that. <laughs> One of them is, for example, having gestational diabetes. What does that mean? It means having diabetes or blood pressure issues during a pregnancy. So for me as a cardiologist, I, I've always seen a pregnancy, frankly, like a stress test for the woman's cardiovascular system. And so if during pregnancy, you get 
very high blood pressure, you get diabetes, a woman needs to realize that is a risk factor for future heart disease and stroke apart from the pregnancy. There are other things like if you have the condition called polycystic ovary syndrome, and a lot of our young women have it, um, it's associated with irregular menses and so on. Um, if a woman has premature menopause, that is also a risk factor for heart disease. So these are sex-specific risk factors, but there are also under-recognized risk factors that particularly impact women, and this would be stress. For example, also intimate partner violence or abuse. You know, I think that we need to start talking a little bit more about this, especially in this era where there's a lot of mental health issues. It can seriously impact heart health as well. In fact, the Lancet Commission has this beautiful figure where we use the COVID-19 pandemic to actually illustrate how myriads of factors come into play when it comes to women. And it's way beyond just biological factors. It's actually including mental stress, um, including um, sort of social economic deprivation, working from home and the stress that incurs and so on. So if you like what you're hearing so far, please subscribe to the Health Chat podcast for free on your favourite smartphone apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Like us and give us a rating. Now back to our conversation with Dr. Carolyn Lum, a senior consultant at the cardiology department at the National Heart Centre Singapore. Actually, so when it comes to symptoms, usually when we hear heart attack, we see you know the image of a man holding his chest in pain comes to mind, right? But for women, is it the same case, you know, how will we know that, you know, we're getting um, cardiovascular disease, you know, what's the thing to watch out for? Joyce, that is such a great question. So first, I want to really emphasize the message that women can also have that classic central chest pain. So we must not go away thinking that in women, it is not chest pain. That's not true. Women can also have that classic central squeezing chest pain that feels like a knot, that feels like, people have said, an elephant sitting on the chest. That's how it's described. However, women are more likely than men to experience atypical symptoms as well. And things that I have seen even in my own practice are women saying that they've got neck tightness and it goes up to the jaw and believe it or not some of my women have actually gone to a dentist because they thought it was something wrong with their jaw or their teeth and it mm. actually turns out that it was from the heart um, you can also get pains that's not quite in the central chest but a bit lower in the upper part of the abdomen or even in the back um, so it can be atypical however I think that the key idea is please know your body and know yourself. If you've got risk factors especially, don't ignore the early warning symptoms. That's what we're very good at doing. You know, we'll, we'll sort of always say, oh, I think I'm just stressed. It's because my child is taking PSLE and ignore the fact that one is getting more and more breathless. One is, you know, finding very, very abnormally that you can't even climb a, a flight of stairs without feeling very, very uncomfortable in the neck or chest area. So those are things to look out for. Right. And how, you know, how long does it take before the condition becomes serious? So let's say if I'm feeling an, an ache, right, or, you know, this neck ache, um, you know, how much time actually do I have before I, it becomes worse? 
Oh, okay, good question. So this this disease that is starting to clog up the arteries of the heart, you know, with fat deposits, that's how a heart attack happens. It actually occurs over a long period. It could be months or years, right? Mm -hmm. However, the heart attack itself can occur very quickly and suddenly. It's like it's like um, uh, you know we, we have a diagram where we where we show uh, when fats accumulate in the blood vessels it's like building a little mountain but then an eruption can occur like at the top of a volcano and that is the heart attack that happens very quickly so the early warning symptoms um, are when the blood supply to the heart are getting uh, is getting less and less with the narrowing, but not quite the full-blown heart attack. In those periods, that's the best time to catch it. And so um, you, you should be seeing a doctor once you experience such symptoms. Don't wait, right? Um, you know, if your question comes from, how long can I wait before I need to take care of it? Please don't. There's no period. I, I Trust me, you can tell I've heard it all, which is why I'm <laughs> saying it, right? Now, but if you have that big, sudden change and you're you're hunched over you're very nauseated you've broken out in cold sweat you're getting dizzy now that could be the so-called eruption or the acute myocardial infarction the real heart attack that you must call an ambulance and come to hospital immediately right but if you don't have that and say if you have you know like you mentioned that example where you go up the stairs and you actually feel this intense neck ache then you should see a GP immediately, probably? Yes, yes. Okay. Please don't delay. Uh, uh, that may not be sort of calling an ambulance, uh, but it is not something that you should just sit on and, and try to explain away, um, you know, rationalize and, and ignore. We, we should not do that. So maybe some other guiding factors. The symptoms that are due to the heart tend to be precipitated by exertion and relieved by rest. Okay, so if it's the other way around, that means you only feel it when you are sitting down and quiet. And once you exercise, you feel better. That's unlikely uh, to be related to heart disease. The other warning symptoms are, like I said earlier, if you start getting dizzy with the pain, you feel like you're going to black out. Now, that's very that's that's a really ominous sign. So please then, you know, see a doctor. Mm, okay, so are there like some signs that, you know, may not be so, that may not seem so serious, you know, but actually women should get it checked. I think there are signs where women don't even feel anything and should still get it checked. (laughs) I really mean it, okay? Uh, Women should know your blood pressure and cholesterol and blood sugar. Um, Especially if you're nearing the age of menopause, especially if you have risk factors like a family history, um, one should be already checking and knowing if there's anything you can do to prevent the heart disease onset. Right. And these should be done yearly, I suppose? Yes. When we are at the age where we are actually going for screening mammograms and things like that, that's when we should also be checking our heart because we're much more likely to die of heart disease and stroke than of breast cancer. Right. Okay. So women should actually take the initiative to do, go for these tests, right? Because they're not compulsory. You, you have to like actually make the effort to go for these tests. Yes. Yes. And I've also seen that something very beautiful about women and 
women's influence in a household. Um, I've seen women who discover that they have high cholesterol and because they change their lifestyle and eating and cooking and so on, the entire family benefits. It's, mm -hmm. it's really very beautiful, the, the, this multiplicative effect of, of the woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Dr. Lam, what are the other differences between um, men and women when it comes to cardiovascular disease? You know, Joyce, we've talked a lot about the biological differences, about the differences in symptoms. I'd also like to emphasize the differences in the way women versus men respond when they have symptoms, okay? So this is a real example of me in my clinic. A man will usually come in and just straight away look at me and say, Dr. Lam, I've got chest pain. Please find out if, ev if everything is okay, right? Just straight and direct. A woman will come in and first they will always say, Dr. Lam, I'm so sorry to trouble you. Um, you know, I've got these symptoms, but you know, I think it's because I'm stressed. Um, I've been seeing my GP and, and, and they said that maybe I'm, I'm too anxious. So I actually feel very bad about coming here. You know, like they start with apologies without even telling me what the symptom is. And so I think I really want to reach out to women everywhere uh, and, and let you know you are entitled to have heart disease. Please don't apologize for it. And I always say, if you're worried and you see a doctor and the doctor says, don't worry, everything's okay, that's something to celebrate. It's okay. It's nothing to feel embarrassed about. And uh, I, I would say just step up. And we have women's heart clinics in Singapore. If you feel more comfortable, we're always happy to see you. All right, that's good to know. So actually, when you talk about women, right, you know, what age group, you know, at what age should they be more aware like say 50 onwards maybe? So typically we would say as we approach menopause, and you're right that the average age of menopause is 50 years old. However, as I've just mentioned, we're seeing a trend to even younger women uh, having heart attacks and heart disease. So I, I would really say if you've got symptoms or risk factors, known risk factors, you're a smoker, uh, you have uh, in pregnancy, had diabetes, had high blood pressure, you should actually be starting to screen even earlier. Thanks a lot, Dr. Lam. Thank you so much once again. Well, that's a wrap for Health Check, a podcast series by The Straits Times. Don't forget to subscribe to us for free on your favourite smartphone apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Search for Straits Times Health Check, like us and give us a rating. Thank you for listening. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.